This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Consignment Heroes, heard Sunday afternoons at 1 on Zoomer Radio. How to sell your stuff. How to get rid of stuff. Paul Kenny and his son Bogart from Storage Wars Canada are about to unlock the secrets to stuff on Zoomer Radio. What sort of value do they put on your stuff? That depends on how well you sell it. As we begin taking your calls on Consignment Heroes, the one-hour phone-in show all about stuff. Good morning. Live from the laundry room, Bogart's still on assignment. I'm Paul Kenny from, uh, yes, Glory Days, no, Consignment Heroes. Uh, five, we've moved, five St. Regis Crescent North, uh, Unit 4, and the number there, i got to do this because people call me during the week, and I want to have this number out there, 905-737-4653. And we got a great show. Glenn's here with me to bug me all day, and he's got some information. He's, been, he's got a booklet about two inches thick of information. Some of it's probably good. But he also has a really good story about a follow-up of what we did last week. Makes me proud to do what sometimes what I do. But And we're going to have a story on uh, the items donating. We're going to be talking about clothing, a clothing sale coming up that we've moved. Programs um, and tickets. Got to talk about that again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. We've got to keep it short. I will. I'm gonna, I only well, need one minute, but I have something interesting. I'm going to have one of those egg-cup timers yeah, yeah, for you yeah, on this yeah. one. Because some people say, we know it's everything. It's not an egg-cup timer. It's an egg timer. Okay. It's still a timer. Have you filed the adoption papers yet? No. So we also sold a $27,000 box of cards. Oh, you can pay me week. the money you owe me. Yes, sir. part of it. Okay. <laughs> and so, okay, you tell people the yeah, phone yeah, number yeah. and stuff okay. like that. So uh, happy spring, everyone. Start of spring today. It's a little nippy out there, and I guess we've got a couple of cold days coming up. But I always say, once we hit St. Patrick's Day, which was a beautiful day, I was out drinking green beer all day, and uh, it was very nice, didn't wear a jacket. Once you hit St. Patrick's Day, winter's essentially over because, sure, we'll get snow even into May sometimes, but it melts in a day or two. So it's not like when you get snow in November, you worry it's going to be there for three months or four it's months. It's still snow, though. Okay, yeah, go ahead. It doesn't matter. It's at night. Why? That's why the demarcation point saying, okay, we're out of the really bad weather. We're just into bad weather now. All right. You can call in locally. The number is 416 out of town, one eight six six seven four zero four seven four zero. You can text me my phone number, and if you give us the sufficient detail, we'll talk about your uh, your item on the show. Four one six five eight zero nine two five six. We're on seven forty a.m. ninety six seven FM. Live stream zoomerradio.ca. And uh, I'm going by, of course, from Glory Days, 26 Ripley Avenue. Can't miss that place. Great. All right. So we're interested in sports items, cards, equipment, programs, photos, autographed documents, pennants, music, rock stuff. Still very hot. Anything you have. Gold, silver coins. Paul will be talking about that during the show. Vintage toys, comics, watches, jewelry, old clocks, vintage purses, other women's accessory, perfume bottles, vintage clothing. 
circus, carnival, arcade items, amusement park items, vintage china, dishes, tea services, royal dolls, figurines, Hollywood political, military memorabilia, old books, maps, documents, calendars, scrapbooks, postcards, vintage photographs and old camera equipment, vintage wine, liquor, bottles, trays, signs, automobile collectibles, art, prints, vintage hunting, fishing. One thing, I've had some people call me from the show, and if it's any of the sort of household stuff or more personal stuff like gold, jewelry, watches, it's Paul's the best number to call, not me. I just end up passing them on to Paul because I don't handle any of that stuff. I just do collectibles primarily. What do I do? Not I me. don't know what you do, but anyway, so I hand them over to you. I know they're in good hands. Should I have a second to talk here or what? Obviously. Okay. Um, you remember last week we had from the Ukrainian-Canadian Congress, we had Bodan Wonecki on, and he talked about their efforts and the humanitarian appeal and the ability to donate there. and get They know exactly where to put the money. They've been working with Ukraine for 40, 50 years, so very good. I mean, there's other uh, humanitarian sites out there as well, but that's one good one. It appears you get a tax receipt, at least that's what it seems to apply on their site, which is www.ucc. Ca. Now, on Wednesday this week, we had a gentleman called the office, and he said, I'd like to come and sell my Maple Leaf stuff. So he arranged an appointment. He came in an hour or two later, and it was a young guy with one of his co-workers, and he came in, and he had a bunch of stuff, and we were looking at it. We knew who's recently purchased a lot of it. He had Mitch Marner stuff, uh, Riley, all Leafs pretty well, but uh, Austin Matthews, and then he had a few, you know, Johnny Bauer stuff and things like that. And just curious, I always ask people why they're selling, just to find out, you know, what's the reasoning why people would want to get rid of something that obviously they were passionate about. And he's a Leaf fan, obviously. Um, he, he said that uh, he, he was raising some money. And so um, we said some of this was just bought in the last year. And he goes, yeah, he says, I, I want to put some money together. And so I asked him, do you mind me asking why? And so tonight at 11.30, he's flying to Poland. And then he's a five-hour layover, and then he gets a flight to the Ukrainian-Polish border, and he's volunteering to fight. I mean, a lot of people well, talk about things like this, but this guy's a Canadian hero. Not many people actually do it. He's selling off his items that he has, his personal effects, and he's going over there to fight with the Ukrainians. And course he, he lived not far from me we saw his address on a couple of receipts and i go well yeah family over there wh- whatever because where i'm in uh, down at ripley and swansea area it, in blur west village is heavily ukrainian i just assumed he was ukrainian he goes no i'm not even ukrainian he goes uh, i said you're just going over he goes it's the right thing to do this guy's right, a villain and uh, he's going over there so his name's adam oak we want to wish him all the best our thoughts and prayers are with him you know, hopefully he stays uh, good over there, and we'll welcome him back when he gets back here. But it shows there's people that feel so bad about this that they feel they have to take action. And these are people with no skin in the game. They got no relatives. They got no investments over there, nothing. They're just going over yeah. because of the right thing to do. So that was, you know, you tear up a little bit when you hear a story like that. But, you know, Adam, good luck. You're a hero. All right. We raised um, $340 last week. Great. And we're raising another auction. We're 100% of everything is going to go to Ukrainian uh, I've been looking helping. around for places that want goods, but goods are still a bit of they a logistical want- issue. They'd rather have the cash and redeploy yeah. it because some of the money also gets paid for humanitarian services for people leaving Poland because they need stuff too, yeah. right? So 
there's several ways the money is deployed, but there's obviously a real need for it, for sure. I'm a little surprised. I'm just going to say just one second more that Canada hasn't brought more of these people. They're going to Poland, and it's got to be like a, a log jam at the border. So they could just, they're going to immigrate here. Or yeah, very immigrate. few have come here. I think the people who came here were just people that made their own arrangements or something. Yeah, but they should be sending over a, a, a what? They should be going over a load right. full of uh, ammunition and coming back with a load full of people. Well, what they say is, and this might be part of the reason, but surely we're behind the, you know, a little behind in doing this, but they say because so many of them are women and kids, and their husbands are still there. They don't want to leave. They don't okay. want to go too far away. So there is an aspect of that. They'd rather stay close. They hope the war is going to end soon. They can go back, their loved ones and whatever. But I'm sure if this keeps up, and hopefully it doesn't, we'll, you know, we'll probably get, a, you know, half a million people here over time. Well, you know, some, if we, that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. If we help and it's, yeah. if we finally get to do something good, you yeah, know. for sure. So, um you do I, have Rick on the line, by the way. Okay, Rick, we're going to go to Rick because I have a lot of other stuff after this. We're going to be talking about our move and how we're open and how we need stuff. We're sick of talking about the move. Already, sorry. Okay, Rick, how are you doing? How are you guys? Fantastic. Good morning to both of you. How are things going? Happy spring. <laughs> I hope you had a great St. Patrick's Day, guys. Woo, green beer. Didn't, didn't drink. I hope you didn't drink, get into too much green beer. Yeah, uh, one of the things I wanted to talk about uh, today, Paul, was uh, what we in the industry call FISBOs, and that, that's uh, for sale by owners. Um, and, you know, often people think, well, you know what, we, we want to save money on commission, so we're going to try to sell the property ourselves. But you know what, there's nothing stopping you from doing that, and, you know, all the best. But, but here's the, the, the fact of the matter, and that is usually, usually, because very few people, if any, know that your house is for sale, uh, you end up getting often less than if you had just given it to a professional to sell uh, and you get the bigger money. I'm going to explain why. First of all, when you list it with a realtor, uh, it's going to get exposed to as many people as possible. Maybe not as many as when we list a property, but it still gets exposed. Uh, the other reason it's important that to list with a realtor is that, Paul, you know, somebody is held accountable for the work that they do as realtors. That means we're out there and we get it done right. When you sell your property privately, there's always this whole thing of he said, she said, and uh, if things aren't written down properly, it becomes it becomes a, a, a nightmare for for the buyer and what the seller. You're saying it doesn't stay sold. Exactly. That's what you're saying. Exactly. And the okay. other thing is, all right, so you're saving on commissions. Yeah, that's true. But guess what? The person buying your house wants in on that. They figure, well, we're going to we're gonna offer you less because we know you're paying less. So in the end, you haven't done yourself any favors. The best thing you can do, you know, if you want to dis- uh, discuss it uh, with uh, a realtor, maybe you should discuss it with us, uh, what your options are. There are options out there to people uh, for, you know, to try to save a few bucks. But don't focus on the few dollars you're saving. You should be focusing on the money you're making. And generally, when we list a house, Paul, not only do we get them top buck, but we get them more money than the house down the street. That doesn't just happen by accident. It's because, you know, it's not rocket science. Uh, You know, you don't have to be Elon Musk to figure this one out. The more people know your house is for sale, the more people show up on offer date, the more money you're going to get. And it's just one plus one equals two. You know, well, you know what uh, I say, Rick, if you have an auction and one person shows up, that's not much of an auction. 
Eight people right. show up, and now you have an auction where people are trying to get your house. One person exactly. auction is called a sale. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, that's the other thing, Paul. You're talking about an auction atmosphere, per se. Uh, most people who've never sold a house, maybe have sold one or two in their life, wouldn't know how to handle multiple offers. I mean, it's a skill involved yeah. to it, and you have to know what you do, and otherwise you could end up uh, selling your house to three different people or not at all. Uh, there's a skill to it. There's a, a, a way of doing it so that it maximizes what you get at the same time. It has to be handled professionally so that all parties involved get what they want. So, yeah. uh, in my opinion... If people want to sell their house privately, not the best idea. And if they want to call us, Paul, anytime to discuss it. And before I go off, there's just one last thing uh, that I want to mention, Paul, and that is uh, this is the week we're listing the house down in Dunville. We've been talking about it and teasing people with it, and we've been getting plenty of calls That's on like it. Like three uh, acres of land? Yes, Paul, Paul, just under three acres of land with over 700 feet, almost 800 feet of frontage. Imagine what you can do with that. If you're an investor, if you're a builder, if you're a renovator, it's a real charming uh, three-bedroom bungalow uh, with loads of potential, even for a first-time buyer. And, you know, it's in a quaint town of Dunville, which really isn't that far. And you're a stone's throw away from Niagara Falls, a stone's throw away from Niagara and the Lake, all nice, beautiful places. Uh, and, you know, most Torontonians are radiating outward. So even if you're a downsizer and you want to sell your $2 million house, now, get this, Paul. We're going to be offering this property. I'm not going to give up the exact price right now, but it will be for under a million dollars, which is you unheard of. Number. What's your phone number? What's your phone number? They're going to rush. They'll try and get a hold of me, which yeah. my number is 905. Get a pen, get a piece of paper. We're about to give you two really important numbers, and Glenn will probably give you one unimportant number. Uh, right. The numbers are 905-737-4653. Rick, what's your number? My number is 416-258-3972. This is the one. Okay, we've got other properties coming up, but we'll discuss those later on. But this okay. is the one. Uh, we've been teasing people with it. Uh, it's going to be available this week. They're going to have to call. Otherwise, they're going to lose. And you know what happens when they lose out, Paul? They whine out. It's not going to be one of those things like Green Acres where someone's moving out to the country and uh, has to raise the whole farm. Isn't this just like one big lot with a big house on it? It's a huge lot with a really nice house. Uh, it needs work. needs a little bit of work. No one's saying it doesn't, but it's a quaint home. It's got a huge double-car garage, which, which also serves as a workshop. Uh, you know, and the, you, you're on a paved road. You're near all sorts of amenities. Everything's just a short drive away. You're surrounded by houses. Uh, it, it's really the way to go. And if you're a developer or if you're a, uh, an investor, you know, there's so so much potential of what you can do with that property, Paul. You can build, rebuild, quadruple build. Right. It's one of these things what are where three acres. Wait a minute, wait a minute. What does three acres cost you? Would cost you in Toronto three acres? Anyway. Oh my goodness! Depending on where it is, it would be it would be a multi-million, Paul. It would be like four, five, yeah. six million well, dollars for sure. If yeah. it's young and queen, it'd be uh, two hundred million dollars. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, Grant, you thought he was saying he was just useless. No, he knows something. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Those Thanks. Kind words. But on this here, thank you, Rick. And My we'll pleasure, guys. Later. Enjoy and your day, and we'll talk Dunville, again soon. And this is a, it's going. When are you taking offers? Uh, we're going to be taking offers the following week. So we're going to be listing the properties this week. Uh, so they should call, and we'll be accepting offers the following week. It'll be Tuesday or Wednesday of the following week. Uh, so you know they only have that short 
window of opportunity, so they need to get in there and uh, have a look at it. Okay, so we're going to be talking. I'll be talking to you next week, and you'll give us an update. Thanks, Absolutely. Rick. Okay, have, have a great day. day, guys. Talk soon. Take care. Right. So that's, Bye. I mean, that's similar to the, our business collectibles and that, that if you don't bring an expert in, if you know nothing about oh. it. So, I mean, much like real estate, right? Like we can add, even if they only consign it to us, the extra value we can add in terms of knowing where to sell it, what the price is for, how to describe it, all these things end up getting more money. Well, if I'm getting my appendix out, I'm going to get my plumber to do it. We'll be right back right after a couple of friends of the show. The following is a paid program. Your collection of old coins is worth exactly what someone is willing to pay for it. The highest paid prices for old silver coins and gold jewelry are at Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins. So the only number you should have in your head is this one. 905-737-GOLD. Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins buys and sells. So what does a bar of bullion go for these days? Wrong question. What's it going for right now? For up-to-the-minute prices, call 905-737-GOLD. Watching Sam at work, you're reminded of mom's home cooking. Make it from scratch, never from a box. Mom would always say that. Having cabinets built by new generation is a lot like that. Because when you love what you do as much as Sam does, and you're as good at it as Sam is, would you serve your family prefab? New Generation Kitchens and Bathrooms of Guelph. Made with love. From scratch. Call 519-836-8300 and meet Sam at his family-run factory. Hi from the laundry room. I'm here with Glenn Pye from Glory Day. I'm Paul Kane from Consignment Heroes. Yes, you've seen us both on TV. We're much smarter in real life than we are on TV. I was on storage boards with my son Bogart. And uh, he's out on assignment. But we are going to go on. Um, Glenn's going to give out the numbers. And I'm going to rant a bit. And then we're going to go, go to a call. call. We're going to okay. go to Michael after that. So to call in locally, 416-360-0740. Out of town, 1-866-740-4740. If you want to text, we can talk about your item. If you're shy, calling in, just text me. 416 416- Five eight zero nine two five six. Do the rant, but don't talk badly about me this time. No, I won't. Okay. But Glenn is actually one of those people. He's been. He knows the stuff. I know myself. We've we've lived through it. We're not going through a computer. We're not going through that. We've never seen this stuff until we you show it to us the first time. We've already probably seen it already. So this week, I'm just talking. This goes on to what even Rick was talking about. We're experts. I mean this. I don't want my my appendix are coming out. I ain't asking a plumber to do it. Okay, you need someone who knows what they're doing. So I'm in a house this week, and you know me that when I give a price, I tell people someone gives you a price of two hundred, then goes to a price of three hundred, goes to seven hundred. Don't walk out of that store. Run because you don't know when they're going to be start being honest. Okay, now I had a place this week. I'm in and. Um, I gave a person a price on a collection of stuff, and they said, can you do a little bit more? And I kind of said, no, this is my price. I work on a small margin, and I just stick to it. I go through it once. I know what I'm doing. I mean, I really know what I'm doing. I don't need a guide, and I, I can just add the stuff up. Then on the other side of it, I asked about this. They got a house. So I'm in the house, and she says, well, we're listening. I said, well, what do you think you're going to get? And I said, she's about 150 under the mark. 
So obviously her real estate agents probably get more and come out like a like a sergeant on this thing. Yeah, I got you fifty thousand more. But then I'm looking. I said, "You've already done the photos. You've already done this." I said, "This house is four days. I'm thinking of five people working on it for getting it ready for sale." Okay, and she said, "Well, I can do this. And I'll take a day." And I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, that's three days' work." She's talking about. I haven't even seen the garage yet. Then she says, "It'll take me a day to clean it." And I says, "No, no, it's going to take a little bit longer than that." And I'm thinking, and this other person, the agent says, "We're going to do this." I said. They're putting it back. There's good agents out there, and there are not so good agents. And this, no, this is important because a lot of people don't realize. I'm rolling my eyes if you wonder why I started turning. No, well, you know what you bring to the game. If someone comes up with a Gretzky rookie or something like that, or a. I call you and I get a real price. But in sports (laughs) memorabilia, if someone comes up with a Rocket Richard autograph, you know exactly. Well, the thing is, too, what a lot of people love is. We tell them the history of the item if they don't know. Like, we yeah. could say that came in Hostess potato chips or this yeah. or that. Like, people have no idea. And that people are often, they're, they're very interested but to we're find experts. out. The, we're not guys right out of school. Of we're not right of out of school doing this. And they say, how do you know all this? Very few things come in that we haven't owned before. Yes. And I'm trying to say, even with the end of real estate, people move once every 10 years, 20 years, 40 years. We do All right, this you've had every, your rant. I want to say something funny now. No. Yeah, not really a joke you have to tell people. This it's is a funny way. It'll be funny. You judge and you say after if it's funny. Okay. So a guy comes into our shop and he goes, uh, I know everything about collectibles and memorabilia. And he okay. goes, you can ask me any question. Between me and my brothers, we know every type of collectible there is. Okay. So I said, all right, fine. So I, I picked a really obscure leaf item from the early 30s. Hardly anyone knows about it. And I said, do you know about this? He goes, my brother knows about that one. Is that funny? It's pretty funny. You get it? Like, brother's not there. I couldn't ask. Only him. if I set the bar yeah, really okay. low. Is Let's go to a call. we got a call. This guy's been patiently waiting. And we have Michael from Grimsby. He's got vintage gaming and movie memorabilia. Oh, gaming. Okay. Oh, Michael. Morning. How are you? Good. I have a ColecoVision uh system i have two of them actually and i have about uh, 20 25 games and i just wondered what that might be worth today it has some of the components like the driving game and a few other things that comes with it no okay this is something that a lot of people it doesn't like they'll say i give my grandma stuff and i'll say yeah but it's it's out of favor but your coleco stuff is the kids today the guy who's 40 years old or 45 who didn't have that, wants to recapture his childhood. And they're not recapturing Toby Muggs. They are want things like the ColecoVision. Like we had, the story I have is, um, um, oh, I forgot it was a great story, and you just mentioned it. Yeah, Yeah. no, no. But it's the thing is that we don't expect it to be worth the money. The Coleco, depending on the games, and some of them sold for hundreds of thousands of dollars if they're still in the packages. There's a whole new business in the same way people like the comic books, but the comic books are a little bit old, or the sports cards. They're grading up the Coleco games and the system, especially if it works. So I, I, you know, I just checked quickly on eBay here, and the prices do seem all over the map. Obviously, condition's very important, and then there's versions of ColecoVision, like Paul said. Depends which version you have, which we probably have to take that offline and, and figure out exactly what you have. We could come up with prices. Our numbers will be mentioned on the show. You can definitely call us back. But 
you know, we can come up with prices for all that stuff. It just depends what particular items you have. Now, mm-hmm. even, even the computers, I want to mention this because people think uh, a 2000 computer, um, uh, CompuPack, and um, I remember being left at a um, the big auction house went through, one of those downsizers, they call themselves downsizers, haven't got a clue what they're doing, left it there. And uh, they said it was junk and scrap, nine cents a pound. And we ended up getting, I think, eight or nine hundred dollars for it. If it had been working, it would have been worth four thousand. And they left it for scrap. And it was only from the year 2000. Copy okay. 2000. Which is compact, not compact. copy. Yeah, no, no. Do you, which mem- what movie memorabilia do you have? Oh, I have a uh, on a poster. Now it's not from the movie, but it's an actual poster. They used to sell these to people that would sell posters back in the day. Right. And uh, it's of uh, Dennis Hopper and uh, Peter Fonda okay. from the movie yeah. Easy Rider. I know that poster. I think I'd hanging in my apartment when I first was in university and stuff. The ones that are sold tend not yeah. to be worth as much as the movie ones, but, uh-huh. you know, and they're also, a lot of them are beat up, so if you got one in really nice condition, and as long as we can identify, there's some marks there, because there are reprints made of these, uh-huh. um, you know, it's probably $100 or something, if it's nice, if it's beat, it's really not worth anything, but it does have to be tied down to be from that era, which usually there's a printer's details in the corner or something, because you'll get a second printing, third printing, they're always worth less than the issue. first printing. Exactly. The movie. Yeah. Look in the bottom right hand corner and it'll have the year and it'll have the number next to it. The number next to it represents what number But that's a movie poster. His was bought. Well I'm just from for all the people who have the good poster, I'm reaching out to them. Yeah, okay. Okay. So. This gentleman <laughs> knows that he's not retiring on it. Okay. But Easy but, Rider is a good poster. What else do you have? Oh, I have an original. This was only on the store shelves for 48 hours. Uh, changes. Bowie. One. It well, came out in 1977. Good. It was on the store shelves Friday, Saturday, and it was off the shelves on Monday. It wasn't reproduced until Changes 2 came out, which was about five or six years later, and it didn't come out until about 1996. It right. was identical, except there was no uh, extra things that came with the original uh, changes one, right? Like lyrics so, and things like that. So that poster, it wasn't in the album. It was sold separately, right? Store display. I'm talking about the record now. Oh, you're just talking about the record. I thought you were talking about posters still. Okay, oh, sorry. sorry. Um, that record, I don't know. I'd have to look that up. Okay. Know off the top. No, but um, here's one well, thing that this is important. Uh, that's the my knowledge that I tracked down. Now this is going back in two years. I had a post. I had a book about record memorabilia and what some of them were worth. Yeah. And back in 1995, which was a long time ago, it was worth $300 because it's so It'd rare. It wasn't out. even on the shelves. Hardly anybody bought it because it just came out and it was I'm off not, the shelves. He immediately canceled it, and he was yeah, going to leave the, the record. Top of my head, I can't because, tell you. I know the Stones obviously reissued the poster with the windows because they didn't uh, pay Lucy money oh, for no. likeness. So these, these things come out. Yeah. The Dead Babies is worth $100,000. Yeah. So... Those things do happen. We'd have to see it and come up with well, exactly. We, you just price. mentioned a bunch of things, and a lot of people are listening right now. And I do this too. I jump ahead. But what we have to say here, Glenn's trying to say, is that in um, a lot of cases, this will be the first time you've ever explained what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I'm going to do a good job in a minute. But what happens is a good collectible is something they made a million of thriller, 
like say with Michael Jackson, it, they're not rare, but there's a lot of people who want it. But in a case of where something has been changed, like he's just talking the dead baby beetle one where they changed it to the stone, and it, it's a good selling thing, but only they'll make 10 million of it, but only 20,000 are your edition. If that's the case, there are people who want it. I'm thinking of Bowie, which is one of the few concerts I wish I'd really gone to. Um, it would be Bowie, the collectible part of Bowie is getting bigger and bigger, and I think he's, got, he's an icon. And I think that poster might be, that record would probably go up to four, five, six hundred dollars $600. Now, is it sealed, or did you actually play it? I only played it twice, once for a, for a CD and once for a tape. <laughs> okay. okay. No. So, the, the regular record is worth about 20 bucks, but I do see a, a special one on here that's 300 So I don't know if that's yours. We'd have to see, but um, maybe it hasn't gone up from the 300 you heard then, that some things go up, some things don't. I mean, obviously when someone dies, autographs go up, but their other stuff doesn't necessarily, because that's mm -hmm. the only thing that supplies restricted on after they die. Right. So, anyway, those are good items if you want to call us during the week. Yeah. All right. Have a good day. Okay. I just don't know what your number is. That's all. 905-737-4653. Glenn's number is 58... No, no. don't even start. And, and you can just give me the one number, 737-4653. Yeah. Yeah, and mine is 416-580-9256. And we're huge dealers of rock and roll memorabilia, particularly the era from 56 when uh, Rock Around the Clock and all Buddy Holly started up to, you know, early 90s. Right, okay, thank you. All right. You guys have a great day. Thank you very much. You've helped me a lot. Looked it up here. $2,600. That's a lot different. Yeah, but this is a store-bought folks. I know, but I'm telling people, with it. again, I know. other people yeah, have the good ones. No, you're annoying me now. Anyways, we should talk about our very good friends at Peace Boutique. I know you want to say a few words today. I'm saying? Yeah, you got to say it's your turn to say something. Well, nice. Now, first of all, I'll give the specifics. Because I want to talk about their location, which is amazing down in Swansea. 45 Ripley Avenue. You know what? Right across the street from Glory Days. 26 Ripley. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. And you can park in our spots. We're not open on weekends. Unlike Paul, work seven days a week, 24 hours a day. We take the weekend. Well, I still work, but I don't work at my office. But um, you, a lot of the Cheese Boutique people park at our location on weekends because we're not using our parking. Because parking can be tight, but they do have a parking person there to help park a busy time. It's like Yogi Bear says nobody yeah. goes in there anymore. It's too crowded. And their number, they have the website, cheeseboutique.com. But you would go on there just to get an idea of things you're looking for. They're open Monday to Sunday, 9 to 6. Have I given you lots of time for you to talk? Ed, but if, you're gonna, if you don't want to go down, you want to call in an order, you can do that. At 416-762-6292. Aprim and Agam, great guys. They run the place. Amazing place. You want to say a few words, Paul? Please, please. It's amazing. amazing. No, the no, best. No. Everything's the best. I can't say another two words? Yes, go ahead. Three. They got good cheese. Yeah, and everything else to go with it. But you'll always enjoy it. And we'd like to hear someone call in one time with a testimonial, just saying, I was there and how much they enjoyed it and whatever, because... I, you don't have to take our word for it. You can talk to anyone who's been there. They love it. People call me during the week and ask, talk to me as well then. And people have said, 
They love the place. Or I've gone to people talk to you during the week. I thought you got the show just so people would talk to you. No, I go to, but during the week I go to people's houses if I'm helping them out. And it's amazing how many people say they know the cheese movie and they know the cheese and they go down there. Am I, am I using too much of my time? No. Okay. But people call me Julie. It's like this week. I know this is different. Last week, remember I talked. And I did. You said this week, last week. Which week are we in? We're now? in this week now. Okay. Which is this? Is this week is next week. No, I'm talking about last week now. Which starting back from today is last yes. week. Yes. Okay. So I talked about orange juice and how we all love oh, orange boy, juice. Oh boy, here we go again. No, but the cider. When people ask, what was? Because you interrupted me last week. I didn't finish I'm my sorry. story. Sorry, I feel terrible. This place, and I say we should be drinking more apple juice up here because it's made in Canada. We have very few orange trees up here. I'm really about this buying local thing and buying neighbors and stuff. Because, but they, this is Purple Wagon, my friend Mike, on the Purple Wagon. You got to go there. They're out now. It's too cold. But they have the best cider that I've ever had. That's the best way to say it. Which is like, I don't know if cider's like an elevated. I see a couple of cases of free cider sitting here. Is this what you got? No, I no, not fair, but I don't have. It was great cider. It's just a coincidence I was thinking about why don't we drink more apple juice, which is a Canadian product, much cheaper than this big box big box orange juice stuff. I'm looking at place orange juice. Okay, I don't need it. I can have apple juice. It's just as good. You know what's one strange thing is orange juice in Florida is the same price as here. Really? That's yeah, expensive. What should take into account the U.S. dollar, like, I don't know. I guess the transportation's not that much of it because down there, you know, for a Tropicana, he's, uh, yeah, exactly. Monopoly. Well, Tropicana has so much of it. Obviously, we're not supposed to mention brand, so. but it's it's orange. Uh, yes. Okay. Well, my point is, and no, no, that might be there. Might be buying the it's the shelf space here, and I yeah. don't like that. But I'm just saying, buy local, and sometimes yeah. buying local, buying from local shop, buying a local product, buying from someone you know. Okay. Well, we think buying from that. us. Yes. Don't I buy off it. those big U.S. Uh, dealers of collectibles. Buy off us. We employ people. How many people do you have? Seven. I got seven. So, that's, uh, that's, you know, people, and we employed them right through COVID. Right through COVID. At, at my cost, and I'm sure at your cost. Yeah. Like, uh, we kept everyone on. Now, we did get support from the government, and I'm not saying we didn't, but it still was a losing proposition. No, no, we did not do real so, um, anyways, yeah, we, we've got people who have jobs, and uh, we pay rent, and we buy stuff here. We spend a lot of money here. So uh, the money's being all recirculated in Canada when you buy from us. If you buy a dealer in Michigan, we're not seeing a penny of it in no. Canada ever. Let me continue with you interrupting my story again. There's too many stories that have no end. They just go on forever. When you are on your stay vacation, go down to Niagara-on-the-Lake. With all the fruits and How many times are we going to... Is this a cider show? We should no. start a cider show. No, it's about Niagara-on-the-Lake. But oh, while you're there, go see... Wine? How about wine? Wine as well. But you know something? I go into the LCBO, and they have a section of California land right. that goes on like 150 square yeah. running feet there. by 50 square. Do you think if we went into some place in L.A. that they would have a section in their liquor stores with Ontario wines in it? There might be a small area of the very best of them. You are an optimist. Okay. okay sorry. So oh, what we got to do here is you talk to me like it's a bad thing to be an optimist. No, no. You're, saying you're an optimist like that. No, that's, that's terrible. No, but that was not. They do not okay. have right. Ontario right. wine section. So go on. Keep talking. No, we can't. We have to go to... Uh, well, we're going to go Friends of the Show. We'll be right back. Paul always has more important stuff. Call in 
We're, we've got an empty board right now, 416-360-0740. Out of town, 1-866-740-4740. We'll be right back. A consignment hero is there when you need him. A phone call away from helping sell a home or the collections inside it. Looking to downsize or sell your home? You need a hero. Not one who can fly or drives a fast car. You need Paul Kenny of Consignment Heroes. Expert advice is Paul's superpower. From organizing and cleaning to prioritizing and selling. Have no fear. Paul is here from beginning to end. Call your consignment hero at 647-298-8989. Estates have a sentimental value and a real value. Which one do you think sells? An estate appraisal by Toronto Gold, Silver and Coins is valued for the honesty and experience of Paul and Bogart, who always arrive with three options. They'll buy it from you, sell it for you, or tell you what the estate is worth. And their live online auction, held every month, is a great way to sell on consignment. Need an estate appraised? There's really only one choice. Call 905-737-GOLD. I'm Paul Kenny from Consignment Heroes, and I've got my good friend Glenn Pye here from Glory Day, and uh, we're going to be, we're waiting for calls, but we're also going to be talking about gold later on in the show, which we'll have to do. We're going to be talking about uh, how to sell or donate your items, and we're going to be talking about our clothing sale coming up at our new location at 5. Now, copy this down, because a lot of times I've had people come up to Richmond Hill and they say, Paul, where are you? And I said, we moved. And I said, they li- we listen to the show all the time. But they're not listening to the part where we moved to 5 St. Regis Crescent North, Unit 4. That's in the Finch and Keel area. And we are open now. i got to say this, we're open. we got a great collection of uh, furniture coming in this week. And some's already arrived. And a lot of steampunk stuff. And I don't know if it's not everyone's. Uh, cup of tea, but we have some really great stuff coming in. But we're five. We're open now. We have the largest price silver plate collection out there. We have cups and saucers. We're opening up, filling up the shelves, and people are coming in and buying stuff. But we are at five ten reasons from nine until five. You can bring in your gold, your silver. That's all the time you can do that, or your cards or anything like that. We're also um, uh, anything sports related. We're having a. Uh, a sportswear sale coming up with sports cards and comic books. We're in auction. We can either sell your stuff, we can buy your stuff, we can even consign it, or we can put it into auction. We give you a lot of choices. We're not a one-stop, one-idea place. Okay, you've done your idea. You're good now. What? Well, I'm going to talk for a second. Why am I here? You want to talk for a long time, never a second. That's the first time. Okay, go say something. Well, I just want to say one thing. I got a note from Heritage Auctions this week, who's one of the, probably the biggest auction house in the world. They do hundreds and hundreds of millions a year in all types of things, not just all collectibles. They do everything, fine art, whatever. But we've all known, or we've talked about on the show several times, how ticket stubs and tickets have really taken off of value. Mm-hmm. because there's no more tickets and people get nostalgic about them and now everyone's collecting tickets. You know, When there is nothing, everyone wants it. When there's lots of it, nobody wants it. So tickets are very strong. But they sent a note out, and I haven't seen this be the case yet, and I have a lot of them, so I'm hoping they're right. 
but they say programs are now taking off as well. Like a lot of people, like me and you and other people, I know you do, we buy a program. I don't do it now when I go because i got too many. But we used to buy a program. We have our tickets up and you put them aside, right? And But a lot of people used to throw out the ticket because they always figured they never paid for it. So, But everyone kept the program because I paid 50 cents for that. So there seems to be a lot of programs out there, and the market has been so-so. It's okay. It's still good. The, the rare programs are still rare. But they haven't been set record prices, but other things. Oh, but they condition, say condition. Condition's huge. Because when I buy a program, remember Exhibition Stadium? Yeah. TLC? I'd buy a program so I could put it underneath my rear end so that I wouldn't get cold. Well, that's true. We get and snow mo- and rain damage. You can see water damage yeah, on yeah. it. And, uh, but it programs, they say, are starting to take off. So I hope they're right, because we do own a lot of programs. We buy programs all the time, but we can only pay what they're worth, right? Yeah. We can't pay a lot more. But we do have a call, and uh, if we could go, I think it's Marnie. Any idea of a rant? Maureen. If Maureen from Pickering, she has coins. Maureen, how can I help you? I have a coin collection that my husband used to collect. I called you last week, and uh, I'd like to sell it if I can. Oh! He has, like, there's two binders, and there's some loose coins. Can you speak just a little louder, please? There are two binders of coins, and there are some loose coins he has, and um, I have some gold, gold as well. That I'd like gold to. at the end of the show, you know that we're giving the gold prices. Now, if I don't, um, there's two things with the coins. It'll depend how we collect it and the years of them, and uh, condition. Condition. It comes down to condition, condition, condition. Yeah. So, um, if you want to give, uh, I'll just say on coins, we can either come out if we're done pickering. I'm supposed to go out that way, but I keep on saying that every week. But I'm so bogged down with what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can come out and see you, or it's something, if you came into our shop at Five St. Regis, we have expert staff on there. We can tell you what it's worth. You don't have to sell it, okay? okay. But we'll give you pricing, because so, we work with the lawyers are, and stuff like are that. Are these Canadian coins, or are they international? This, they're uh, mostly Canadian, but he does have some international coins. Uh, Paul knows the value of the yeah. internationals, too, which I know nothing about. I know a bit about Canadian coins, but... It's good to go to a guy like Paul, because I've heard people, and you know this, Paul, where you've had some of those rare coins out of Europe that you got, I would have thought, are yeah. $2 and ends up at 5000 or something. You're talking about Heritage. I had one on the cover of their Heritage magazine. One of their, I've been on Heritage magazine as big as they've been. Their catalogs, I've been on their front of their catalog three times. But on the coins, you can call us in in the daytime at our store at 905-737-4653. And the gentleman will probably ask, just tell me what's in the top corner. And you'll, ask, you'll tell him what coin it is. And we'll have an idea from there which way to go. Because a 1949 silver dollar is $16. A 1948 silver dollar is uh, 6000 or five. It can be a lot more money. Oh, so this, okay. Mm-hmm. So it's really something where every item almost has an individual yeah. price. But... Paul could add it up and tell you what the whole collection's worth, obviously. Yes. Okay. So, Andy, thanks, thanks for the call, Maureen. What Maureen, I, what you can do is you can leave your number with our producer, and he can give it to me at the end of the show. Or if you feel better, just call my store, 905-737-4653. After 930 tomorrow, 
and I'm sure I can help you. Now, just ask for Paul, okay? I'll help you. Okay, great. Thank Thanks you. Thanks very much. <laughs> okay. You're a lovely man. I think I am. But <laughs> we're having, like I say, a clothing sale coming up. <laughs> we heard your wife make a comment there when you said yard. Oh, I was going to be one of my, sec- my second or third favorite um, shows. I I mean, stories about my wife. So I'm checking to find out what time we got. Oh, she's lucky. I've got time to tell this story. Oh, Ann's going to be talked about here. She's even coming into the room to listen. Live from the laundry room, I'm Paul Kenny. And this was about 30 years ago. And I used to do antiques. I've been doing it a long time. It was my mom. And um, we used to do Yorkdale and uh, shows like that. So my wife would ask me, I need to get a pine table. So I says, okay. And I show her what kind of pine. I show her the, something we have in the house. And she says, oh, no, I want darker than that. So I go and get a darker pine table. I bring it back. Oh, not that. That's, that's, that's not the right color. So, so right now I'm doing Yorkdale. And my wife wants this pine table. And she said, yeah, you're a big-time antique dealer. You can't even get me a pine just, table. Just so people know, in Yorkdale, they used to have antique shows right at yeah. the mall, which was great until Pottery Barn kicked them out. Yeah. Great spot. So I'm, bringing, I'm walking with my wife, and uh, I think one of my youngest, and we're walking through the mall, and I'm getting him some tea. And we go by a booth that's got nothing but oak in it. And she says, I found the perfect pine table. Oh, it's uh-oh. in this booth here. I don't think we're getting fed today. I said, feel this whole table is oak? That's the other kind of pine, isn't it? Oh, and I got lots Well, of we have a call. And we're going to a guy named Paul. It's your favorite name, isn't it? Paul in Brampton. Yeah. Paul, are you there? Yes, I am. Go ahead. Yeah, I've got that magazine I told about earlier. Uh, 3624, 36 meets 007, 1965 Fall Edition. Okay. Fall edition of which magazine? Double, 007, Sean Connery. The oh, magazine. okay, okay. Now, in 67, was a little bit late. He'd already done, uh, I think, Thunderball was in 60. That would be about a third movie just before he lost. Goldfinger, Dr. Gold, no, yeah. Yeah. Really right. So on this year, anything, it would still sell for money, but because he is so popular and they made so much stuff and sold all over the world, Magazines like this will sell for ten, fifteen dollars. Um, and uh, is it like a comic? This magazine, or is yeah, yeah. They, they did a lot of stuff with Sean Connery back okay. then. Yeah. I mean, the only thing that would increase its value substantially is it was signed by Sean. That Sean would be Connery. big. His autographs about three. I can forge it. Pardon? I can forge it. Yeah. Well, if you're good, you still get authenticated. You have to be really good. Well, anyway, I got my coins now. Yeah. I'm not going to sell them. It's only fifteen dollars. Okay, I've got to reach on. I've got to squeeze. Gold prices in a minute. Not gold prices. This is coin. This is copper and uh, Cuba. Yeah, no, we're even buying pennies and nickels now. Nickels now, which are about 15 cents of nickel. But it has to be pre-1982. Okay, so people should be out there that copper is worth about a penny and a half, two cents. And they have to be before 1996. Nickels before 1982 are made out of nickel. And everyone's heard about, oh, nickels at 100,000 a ton. Like It's a lot of nickels to get to a ton. It's a lot of nickels to get to a ton. But still, if you're getting 15 cents for your 5-cent nickel, that's not bad if you have a couple thousand of them. But we're going to 
We have to go to gold and silver prices. Can I ask you one question? Sure can. Okay, I've got the Queen's Coronation commemorative coin. Yeah, that'd be 1977. No, 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 no. This is this is this is ER on the back. Or whatever. Yeah, but it's commemoration coin. I got a commemoration. Coronation. This is the, this is okay, go ahead. Coronation, not commemoration. Coronation. Okay. Right. Is it a coin or a it's medal? It's a coin. Not a medal. Like, does it have a denomination on it? No denomination on the back is E. So it's a metal. Paul knows about these. Yeah, they come in little brown boxes. They sell for about fifteen dollars. Again, fifteen dollars. Now get the next coin. Pardon? Cuba, nineteen sixty-three. Well, in, in mint condition. Of uh, what is this? Cuba, nineteen sixty-three. <coughs> oh yeah, no individual coins. You'd have to call the store. We can go through them because a lot of people don't have coins out there, and we have to give the gold and silver prices. Call my store tomorrow, 905-737-4653. Yeah, and I can give you my undivided attention at that time. Thank you. Okay. Nice show, guys. Okay. So, we're going to go into gold and silver prices. Now, this is important because gold dropped 100 bucks this week. Oh, yeah. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So, gold and silver both had a rough week. I have no idea why, but if it goes up, it goes down. We just, if it goes up, we pay more. If it goes down, we pay less. But we pay more than all those other guys out there. All of them. The guys who say we pay the most, <coughs> ask them what the most number is. And then when they say they're paying $20 and we're paying 27 you can say the most number here is 27 So 10 karat gold, 10 karat, has 417 on it, okay? We buy 9 carats and we buy it all. And this is the price that I'll pay you today. The other guys will say, oh, they can't possibly be paying that much. You must have misread it. So I want you to write it down so you know what I'm paying today. And you can call me up. If day you want to sell, call me up at 905-737-4653, and we'll tell you the price at that moment. Okay. At this moment, I think we, we, we have an opportunity here. Somebody's just texted me, and he says, we're the reincarnation. This is a good friend of mine, Stuart McLean. We're the reincarnation of the Smothers Brothers. Do you think we can get on TV? Can I be? The you don't have a face for TV, though. No, no, I won't be the smart Smothers Brother. You can be the dumb one. Okay, so here we go. Ten karat gold is at twenty-seven thirty-four. Okay, guns sometimes be the smart guy. Fourteen karat gold <coughs> per gram, and we'll run it through. And if they can't tell you what your gold weighs. Or they can't tell you what carrot it is. Another story you got to run out of. Sorry. And the carrot thing is tricky. Yeah. But not that tricky. Anyone who's yeah, I've educated me with a lot of it, different things you look for. In no, but a European store that and deals and, in this. Yes. And that they got the scales there, and they got the guy in the slick back hair and the uh, suit, and he's telling you your stuff might be worth it. Ask him to break it down. And it takes a. A little bit of guts to do it because you're you have to take control of it a bit because they do this all the time. They're good at buying. And ten fourteen karat gold thirty eight twenty eight. Eighteen karat gold is forty nine twenty one per gram. So if you have twenty grams, which is not a lot, twenty grams is like a that'd be a uh, a bracelet or a ring. It's forty nine twenty one. That'd be $980. 22 karat gold is $60.15 per gram. 
Or so how many grams in an ounce? 31.15. No, 31.1. Yeah, 31.1. Okay. And if you divide, there's a way of dividing it. But then you got a, a kilogram. It's uh, 32.1. You say a troy ounce is different than a regular ounce. Yes. And this is where you got to make sure that they're not with you. I'm giving it to you in grams. The whole world works in grams on this. <laughs> they say they can't do it. Go to another store. They can't give you the answers. Go to another store. They're supposed to know what they're doing. Um, silver dollars are sixteen eighty one each. Uh, grams Canadian of, silver dollars. U.S. Yeah. are a little more. Are they about twenty? Eight. are pre. Yeah. What is U.S. year for pre? Oh, nineteen thirty five. Well, they oh they didn't make so, them after that, yeah. but their other coinage is pre. Right up to nineteen sixty four. Okay. And the Kennedy halves up to sixty nine. They're only forty percent. But let's just go Canadian now because a lot of us have Canadian. Sterling silver, seventy six, seventy six a gram. So you have a tea set that can weigh two thousand grams. That'll be fifteen hundred dollars. These people, and if a guy doesn't have a scale, he says he picks it up in his hand and weighs it. He's not guessing in your benefit. Okay, we weigh it out for it. <coughs> what if the guy just says, "I got this," and it's uh, I'm lifting it up, and oh, you got a thousand grams here. Could be two thousand. You're never going to find out if you sell it to them. You've got to know what it weighs. Okay, I've got to do something else as well. Quickly, I know we only a couple minutes. Joanne, uh, we have Janice um, Janice Williams from Sotheby's has a house for us right now. It's on five, it's on three Kingsgate. Now, this is worth looking into. It's 14, uh, 1.4 million. I got it. She said to mention it because. It's clean as a whistle, ready to, not a, not a knockdown, um, right up by the Eglinton and um, Royal York area, a, per, a good, good area, okay? And it's uh, starting at $1.4 million. Now, Janice is at Sotheby's, and her number, uh-oh, she's not going to be happy about this uh, little blurb if I don't give her a number. They'll have to call me. <laughs> you can call Janice Willem. She's at Sudbys International. This house is going up for taking bids on Wednesday. If you want to move to this area, great area. If you want to have a house that's ready to move in, it is sparkling, sparkling on a good lot in a good area, and it's for a, a family or if, even if you want to just downsize from your $3 million house to this, this is going to be a house. It is just beautiful. So you can call me at 905-737-4653, and I'll have Janice's number because I only have her office number. Her office number, Janice Williams, 416 You know when you get old, you can't read this stuff anymore? Oh, I know. I'm getting, okay. We're, I'm, I'm it's happy. time to sign off. Oh, it's time to sign off? Okay. Yeah. Thank so, you for letting us in. Yeah, we, we thank you. Good luck, glory to Ukraine. Hope everything goes and improves there. And uh, have a nice spring. The good weather's here. Memorabilia shows are starting. Collectibles, Paul might be doing a show. So uh, we look forward to everyone uh, coming to visit us. I'm doing a show now. Bye, local. And we'll see you next week.
This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.